seated in the presence of God. You may be seated if you need to continue in worship. You do what your soul needs. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We serve a mighty God. Amen. We serve a wonderful Savior. what his presence does his presence just doesn't just come to make us feel good but it comes to heal it comes to correct it comes to clarify this morning so whatever state you came in if you need clarity this morning amen it is here in this place it is here in his presence that we will find peace joy and everlasting love amen hallelujah hallelujah how are you all this morning Amen. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I was just excited this morning. Just uh, the Lord awakened me up uh, a little earlier than normal, than I, I would normally get up, and just started downloading, just saying, you know, and I'm just like, Lord, I already prepared the sermon. And then I said, but God, if you are switching it up, that's okay. You know, I just want to do, God, what you called me to do. I want to I be all that you called me to be. And so this morning, as we continue uh, talking about breaking free, amen? Ah, such a deep topic for me personally, just breaking free. We just want to allow God to use us. How is everyone doing this morning? Amen. Y'all look like y'all ready to worship this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. We are ready to just receive the word. For those that are watching online, we send our love and our hugs to you. We truly appreciate you joining us this morning. Amen. And we hope that the presence of the mighty God was in your house or in your office or in your car or wherever you are watching from. We pray that you felt the presence of the almighty God as we did this morning. Amen. Amen. Let us just go into a word of prayer. Father, we thank you this morning. Father God, we thank you for your almighty presence this morning, Lord. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, allowing us, Father God, to come into this place, Lord. Father God, you have set the atmosphere, Father God, because of our worship, because of our praise, because of our obedience to you, Father God. Your response was, yes, yes, I will allow my spirit to, to fall into the house of restoration today to fall amongst the saints in the house of restoration today where I can love on them, heal them, help them to come out with a clearer understanding. So we praise you this morning, God. Father, I remove myself from this word, Father, and ask that you will speak through me in the power of your spirit, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in this house what you are doing in my life, in the life of this ministry, God. 
And now, Father God, we just want to give you our praise and our glory and our attention to the word. We ask that you bless it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen this morning. Amen. Everyone doing okay? Y'all doing all right? Amen. We won't have a long word this morning, but I believe that this word will uh, open up uh, your eyes uh, to just how powerful and how great our God is. And just the little instructions he, give, he gives us that we can so easily miss because of our own uh, mortal beings, our brains, our minds, trying to figure out what God is saying, trying to figure out what we're going to do in life. And God is like, I didn't create you to try to figure that out. I already dropped that into you at birth, amen. I already dropped you, at, uh, dropped all of that into you at the beginning of time before I released you into the, to your mother's womb. I knew you, amen. I knew you. I knew every mistake you would make. I knew every victory you would, you would get. I know you. And so this week, uh, I have just really been uh, in the presence of God, uh, just, just talking, just, just straight up conversation, just like I'm talking with you all, and just, uh, just wanting to just wrap myself inside of him and say, okay, God, obviously, <laughs> I got some issues and I got some things wrong. And Father, will you just allow me to sit with you and be quiet. Amen. Allow me to just rest in you, Lord, so so we could get this thing together so that you, Father God, will get all glory and all honor. So I'm excited. So this morning, if you would turn and stand with me, we are going to be uh, one of one of the scriptures. There's a couple of scriptures we'll be going over this morning. But um, Isaiah 55 Verses 1 through 5. Isaiah 55, verses 1 through 5. I love the prophet Isaiah. I love the prophet Isaiah as he, he just brings such sound word. Uh, uh, he was bringing sound word to the Israelites, and he's bringing sound words to us today. Amen? So let us read. Verse 1 says, Come everyone who thirst, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money. <laughs> it ought to be an amen right there. <laughs> and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and, your, and delight yourselves in rich food. I'm going to stop here on verse 3. It says, incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. Hear that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant my steadfast sure love for David amen amen I'm gonna stop right there may the Lord add a blessing and hearing to his spoken word amen amen, amen. you may be seated in the presence of the almighty God amen this this scripture is is just another 
snippet of God's abounding grace over his chosen people, the Israelites, over us, amen, over those that he has called to be his kings and queens, to be his witnesses. And so as, as, as this uh, prophecy over Israel is going out, Isaiah is telling them, y'all doing too much. <laughs> y'all going about too much, amen? If you would just relax in your being, I got you and I will take care of you. So the big idea today is that as Christians, we have been invited to sit at the table. Amen. We've been invited to partake of nourishment. We've been invited to partake of God's goodness. We have been invited to be satisfied by what God has to offer us. And so we have been going over these, these benefits, benefits of just knowing God, benefits of, of, of knowing the steps to breaking free. Benefit one was to know God and believe him. Benefit two last week was to glorify God, to give him his due, amen? And today we're going to be talking about finding, to find satisfaction in God, to find satisfaction in God. So it was about maybe a month or, or more um, I was reading, I was reading a devotional, and this came up, and it hit my spirit so hard, because the question was, are you satisfied as a Christian? Are you satisfied with your relationship with God? Do you find satisfaction in God? And I just sat there, and I thought, yeah, I, you know, I'm right. Yes, I have satisfaction. Yes, I find satisfaction in God. He's my Savior and Lord. And then I started thinking. And I was like, if you find satisfaction in God, if you're saying that you do, then why is worry? Why do you worry? Why do you fear? Why do you ponder over issues and ponder over troubles? And this was probably just around when the roof started leaking like crazy. <laughs> and I would wake up like, oh my gosh, like it's raining. Oh Lord, let me get to the church. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? How are we gonna handle this? Um, and that thing, you know, and then, and then other circumstances. Life just started, you know, things just started laying on top of me. And God said, you're not really satisfied with what I do because if you were satisfied, these, these things would not continue to run through your head. They would not continue to run. They, they would not continue to consume you. And so anything that is consuming you that does not bring satisfaction to your life is a yoke. Amen? It is simply a yoke. Your bills can be a yoke. <laughs> Your job can be a yoke. Your spouse can be a yoke. Lord knows kids can be a yoke. Amen. Anything that is hindering you from having a deep relationship with God, anything that holds your attention for a long period of time really is a yoke because you're trying to seek God for the answer. You're, you're praying prayers over and over and over and asking God, God... <laughs> When, like I'm, I, I literally have woken up 
uh, and asked and, and, and been praying. And then I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of praying this same prayer. God, when, 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 when will you answer this prayer? When, Father God, will you show me? When will you bless me, God? When will I get through this? And then I came across this passage <laughs> in Isaiah 55. See, in this passage of scripture, Isaiah is prophesying for the future salvation of God's exiled people. Now, we all know the story of the Israelites and their captivity and, and them crossing, uh, the, crossing over the desert. It took them 40 years to get across. And all the promises God had made, uh, all the things that God had promised them, waiting for them to come into fruition. Amen? And how that journey, uh, which, was, which was a three-day journey, turns into 40 years. <laughs> Some of us have been praying 40 years. Amen? Some of us have been on this journey for a long time, and we are still walking in circles. We are still wandering in the desert, wondering, God, when? When? And so uh, Isaiah begins to exhort them and let them know that God is with you. And I want to let you know this morning that God is with you. And the prerequisite to the fulfillment of Isaiah's vision was a covenant renewal, amen? This morning, we need to make a covenant renewal with our Savior. So as they were you know, walking in this desert, I had uh, yesterday, Eddie and I uh, and uh, my mother-in-law and our, my grandchildren went to the uh, Black Arts Festival. And we had a good time. We were walking around and everything. And normally, I just, I'm in the house on, on Saturdays. I'm in the house, house all the time. But afterwards, um, I wanted to, I was looking for a Pacific pair of tennis shoes. And so Eddie was saying, I told Eddie, let's stop by Runner's Roost on the way home and, you know, grab these tennis shoes. And so we get there and uh, we're leaving from my daughter's house. So I said, Siri, take me to Runner's Roost. My Siri is ghetto, but anyway. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're headed towards Runner's Roost, but Siri is not speaking. So I'm having to look at the map while he drives. And so I guess I wasn't responding quick enough to him. And he said, uh, I said, you know, you're going to make a left up here. And he gets in the right lane when we get to the stoplight. And I said, well, I said it was going to take a left. Well, how come it's not talking? And I'm just like, he, didn't, he couldn't get over. So we had to go up and make a U-turn. We make the U-turn and then rerouting. And uh, we get, you know, I kind of knew the area that it was in, but wasn't really sure because I've never been to this one. So anyway, uh, Eddie got so frustrated because uh, I was like, no, turn here. Well, no, turn there, turn here, turn there. And Eddie got so frustrated, he started yelling at me. And I'm like, you better lower your voice. Who you talking to? Crazy. And uh, he was just so agitated. So we're, we're going through uh, the Stapleton area plaza and uh, we're just, you know, looping around through parking lots. And so I, this was my thing. Well, just, you know, we could just look at each, each little set of buildings. It's around here somewhere. So then he takes his, his phone out, and he's like, it's right next to Smashburger. And I'm like, no, it's over there. <laughs> you know, and so anyway, um, I just, he got so frustrated. I just said, okay, I'm just going to shut up. Just, I'm going to just be quiet and uh, just go ahead. Since you, you know everything, go ahead. And hope, well, oh, woe and behold, we make that turn, and here's Smashburger, 
and right next to it is runner's roost. <laughs> so we go in, and uh, they didn't have the tennis shoes that I needed, so, I, so they said they have them at Lone Tree, so you need to go to Lone Tree. So we get on the freeway, and we're going to Lone Tree, and uh, traffic is really bad. And so, you know, I was just like, you know, I should have told him to just take the toll road because we could just swing all the way around. But, you know, okay, we're stuck in traffic. Should we get off and just, you know, deal with the stoplights? And I was like, no, I'll just keep going straight. So we turn in where Siri told him to turn in. And uh, here I go again. Where are you going? Why are you turning here? It's right over there. Can't you see it? There's a runner's roost. And he just keeps driving. And he's, he's just like, at this point, he's hungry. He's agitated. He's sick of me. And, he's, uh, and I'm like, so what are you doing? I, I can see it. And he's just still driving. And so me not realizing, I saw the sign, but the sign was not where the door was. And so he realized where the interest was. And he's actually been there before, so he actually knew where he was going. And so... I was just kind of agitated, so I go in, we get our tennis shoes, and then, you know, I was like, okay, I need to make a stop here, and I know he was like, oh, I'm sick, I'm tired, you know, and he's like, you want to drive? And I'm like, no, I don't want to drive, you, you know, just follow my directions, that's what I want you to do. But anyway, as we were getting home, as we were coming home, the Lord just said to me, I need you to stop being the backseat driver. I need you to learn to listen. Now, we have this great navigation system, the satellite in the sky that will tell you where to go. And if nine times out of ten, if you follow the directions, you will get to your destination. And so as I was just, you know, contemplating it this morning, God woke me up to remind me of yesterday. Of me persisting that I knew where I was going and I knew what I was doing and I knew how to get there. And he said to me, that's how you treat me. That's how you treat me. You ask me to bless you. You ask me, why hasn't that prayer been answered? You've asked me to show, to clearly define where you should be in life, what you should do in life. And I believe that's a lot of us, amen? That we've asked God for direction. We've asked God, hey, I've seen it, you know? Like me, I see the runner's roost just right there. Why can't, why can't I get to it? Why can't I enter into that door? A lot of times we will, we will see what God has prepared for us. We will hear it and we will know it in our heart. But yet and still, getting there and attaining it becomes a challenge. And I believe that challenge is because of our flesh nature. Amen? It is because of our flesh nature. It's because we want to make the call. We want to call the shots. We want to, to uh, just let God know, hey, God, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. This is, you know, bless it. I'm going. I'm on my way. You want to ride? Okay, get in the back seat. We going. We have got to put God in the proper place. Amen. See, the covenant that God has for us is abundant life. Amen. When you read throughout scripture, you, and, and especially through Isaiah, you see where God is continually rescuing, encouraging the Israelites, just like he does, to, does for us today. My children, <laughs> he, is con, con, he continues to parent us and let us know that the promises that are outlined in this scripture shall come forth. You see, if we truly love God and serve him, 
we should be living an abundant, happy life because that's what the scriptures say. That's what is outlined in the, in the, in the scriptures. It says, and if we turn from God, it, when we turn from God and we desert him, and we desert his commands, and we desert what, he's, desert what he has called us to do, that's when we get into trouble. And that's why we stay into constant rerouting mode, amen? We just keep rerouting like, okay, Lord, I'm going to rededicate my life. I'm going to start studying my Bible. I'm going to start doing the things that I know that I should be doing. I need to reroute, and I need to learn to follow God's directions. See, God has an everlasting covenant. His plans don't change. His directions don't change. Nothing changes with God. He is steadfast. When you punch in that address in that GPS system, it gives you clear directions. And even when you go off road, it will reroute you. And the Spirit of God it works in the same way. As soon as you slip up, as soon as you fall back into your ways, the Spirit of God will begin to stir you. It will, get, it will begin to tell you, no, honey, that's, that's not what, no, 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 let's not do that. It will reroute you. It will bring, bring you back to a state of repentance. And so as I was just, you know, this morning up and, and listening to God, I started laughing because I was like, oh, I am the worst backseat driver, the worst. Any of you, especially the men, I know your wives, <laughs> don't mess with them. But, you know, it, it's just so natural when we get into a car and we're headed in a certain direction, we want people to take us the way that we're familiar with. Amen? I've done it a thousand times. So why are you taking this road? Why are you doing this? You should have turned up there. Hurry up. You're going to miss the light. You know, we, you know, backseat drivers are constantly giving direction to the one that has control of the wheel, to the one that is taking us to the destination. And that's what the Lord told me. He said, stop telling me how to drive. Amen. Stop giving me directions on how to get to your blessing. I, your eyes have not seen, nor have your ears heard what I have in store for you. So when we are taking these, these turning left, when he said go right, Going straight when he said you turn, we are, we are missing the blessings of God. Amen. And then God just says, okay, go ahead. Because today was the day that you was going to hit it. But since you want to go this way and you are not listening, I'm going to allow you to go ahead. And we'll just, we'll just do this another day and another time. Amen. So that's been my life. That really has been a reflection of my life. And so I was like, God, how do I release? How, how do I do this, God? Because I so want to do what you called and purposed me to do. And God said, just get in the back seat. Get in the back seat. So, you know, we are, we are, we are a triune being, amen? We are body, mind, and spirit. Body, mind, and soul. And what we've got to learn to do is follow the directions. When God created man... He created him and formed him out of the dust of the ground. Man was just a shell. He was, he was physically uh, made. Everything that he needed was uh, constructed in that, in that body. 
But it wasn't until God breathed the spirit into man, amen? Until he breathed, the moment he took that, he, he breathed the the Uruk into, uh, into man's body. Then the scripture says that man became a living being. Without the spirit, we are dead, amen? Without the spirit, we have no direction. Without the spirit, we are just nothing, amen? And a lot of times, we, uh, what we've done is, because of sin, because of our, our uh, God gave us choice, we have decided that, you know what, God, this is exactly what happened in the Garden of Eden. Eve said, you know, we, I can handle this. I, we can handle this. We can do this on our own. We don't have to be bothering God. I know the directions. Um, and the, the moment we sin entered in, it, it began to, to, it, it began to, set us in a path that was a path of destruction, a path where we replaced spirit man with ourselves. We told the spirit, we got this. Jump, you want to ride along? Jump in the back seat, okay? Because I got shotgun. I'm going to drive this vehicle. I'm going to drive my life. I'm going to do what I want to do because God's already blessed me and gave me the ability to, to uh handle this garden to reproduce I, I every all of God's blessings are within me so now let me see what I want to do let me look at life in the way that I want my life to go and that has caused many of us to continue to drive or go in circles amen that we are wandering in the desert because we are trying to we are driving the bus we are driving our lives instead of letting allowing God to uh allowing God to do it. So God was saying to me, Katani, I need you to get in the back seat. Not only get in the back seat, but shut up, put on your seatbelt. You know, you know how when you're kids and then, you know, are we there yet? That's a, are we there yet? You know, we get so impatient and God is saying, just be patient and allow me to drive you. Allow me to be the lead. So when we look at, um, uh, John 8 and 32, uh, we just, I just want to dive into benefit three, which is finding satisfaction as, in God. And as we, uh, as we seek to live a liberated life, John 8 and 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That is such, you know, we read that scripture, we, if you're abiding, you know, we've we known it, we learned it in kids, we learned it in vacation Bible school, but with that, that's, that scripture is so powerful and there's such a truth in it. See, God's truth is absolutely necess a necessity in our growth, in our spiritual walk. It is a necessity to complete the freedom that he has given us. Not only God's truth, but our truthfulness is a necessity. So we know God's truth, amen? We know that God would never lie to us. We know that his word is truth. We know that his ways are truth. We know that his character is truth. Then God said to me, what is your truth? What is your truth? Do you believe that I can do that? Yes, God, I believe it. Really? Because it, somebody in here lying, and it ain't me. Somebody in here doubting, and it's not me. Somebody in here questioning, and it's not me. Somebody in here is impatient, and it's not me. Do you really believe the truth of the word of God? And I begin to just sit and just ponder and say, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm a little jacked up. 
I need to understand that God's word is truth and whatever he says will come to pass and I just have to learn to let it go and let himself set me free. See, the scripture says, the truth shall set you free. So once we start walking in truthfulness, admitting to ourselves, admitting to the Lord, God, I don't know everything. I mean, I got a good job. I got a good education. I've, I've accomplished some things in life. And the Lord is like, but is that glorifying me? Does that bring glory to me? Did you learn that by believing me and trusting me? Or was that simply just your, your zest and your zeal, which is good. Don't, don't, don't think that I'm saying that that's not a good thing. But God says, does it bring me glory? That victory that you've overcome, did you glorify me in that? Or did you puff up and say, well, this is what I did. And let me write a book. Let me get 10 steps out of it. Let me, let me uh, share this with the world. Is that bringing glory to me or is that, is that bringing glory to you? God is asking us today to follow his ways, to follow him. See, God's truth, as I said, is an absolute necessity in our growth. Psalms 51 and 6 says, God desires truth in the inner parts. Now, we can fool each other all day long. Amen? Now, I can look at you and just say, oh, they're just so blessed, and they just know the word, and they know their scriptures, and they attend church, and they tithe. And, you know, that is just a man of God. That's just a beautiful woman of God. But see, God sees past all the actions that we do. Amen? God sees all the past that, and he looks at the, the place. He looks at our heart, because the heart is where the true us lives. Amen? That's the true essence of God. That's, that's the inner part. That's where his spirit resides. And so he looks into our hearts and he can see who really is, who is really running the show. Is it God running the show or is it us? So God looks at the inner part. So on our, 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 on our journey, man, it will amount to aimless long days if we are not walking and allowing God to penetrate our hearts to seek the truth of God and to bring out our truthfulness. You are where you are. If you're trifling, you're trifling. Amen. If you're, if you're lazy, you're lazy. Just say, God, I'm lazy. Can you help me with that? God, I just, you know, I pick up my word. I wake up and the next thing I know, I am back on snooze. I, you know, an hour has passed. You know, God, I want to go to Bible study, but, you know, I've been working all day, God. I've been, you know, doing, I got to pay these bills. And God's like, so you want to bring glory to your paycheck or you want to bring glory to me? Because if you would just come and sit in Bible study and learn more of me, these issues, these circling issues will begin to, to dissipate. They will begin to, to be covered by my blood, be covered by my love, be covered by my truth. See, God's truth and our truthfulness will move us forward to our destination. Amen? How many of us want to move from the place that we are at? We want to move into the destination where God is. Honesty with God is an absolute requirement for forward motion. God promises our truth. He said, be fruitful 
and multiply. Amen. He said, I give you dominion. I give you life and I give you life more abundantly. Uh, you, you have the power to rule the earth. Amen. You have the power to create. You have the power to walk in God's designs. And so, as I stated, our physical bodies are made from the dust. But the Ruach, the breath of God that is within us, is what uh, God is seeking for. It is what God wants us to understand that will bring a satisfaction that goes beyond anything that we think will satisfy us. We think money, a big fat bank account is going to satisfy us. But there are millionaires and millionaires that are killing themselves because that, that money, that achievement was not satisfying to us. So God is saying to us, I, I just want to be in control, amen? And when I can be in control, <coughs> I, will pro I promise you that I will take you to, to the places that I have, have created for you. And so the physical body can do nothing, absolutely nothing without the spirit. It couldn't, it couldn't even lift itself, amen, until God breathed into it the, uh, the breath of life. And so the fall of mankind, it not only separated us from God, but it, kind of, it separated us from ourselves, I mean, we got confused, amen. When the separation, when the separation came, uh, the sin that was was uh, committed separated us from God. And I just believe, you know, especially with me, I'm like, you know, I am a mess because I got I, my my flesh is what runs me. My flesh is what fuels me. And that's not how God calls it to be. I have separated myself inside my own triune being from the spirit of God because I decide, you know, I, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And God is calling for us to recalibrate, amen, recalibrate and get back on path for what he has called us to do. So, um, as we just walk this journey, and if you really want satisfaction in God and you really want to receive a word this morning, um, we just need to, to really uh, make a covenant renewal with the Lord and allow his spirit to drive the spirit that is within us and quit being the backseat driver. Um, because you'll receive this word this morning and we'll get in our cars and we will drive home and no sooner than we can hit that garage button the enemy is going to already given us thoughts in our sensories he's going to give us you know and that was a good word yeah let me let me let me go back and read that scripture let me go back and study that scripture but the game's going to be more important Social media, you're going to scroll and scroll and scroll. You're going you're gonna to do everything. He's going to do everything and put in, into the flesh. What you've already fed is what he's going to, to make get hungry. <laughs> the things that he's fed. Just, just like our physical bodies get hungry, you know when you get hungry. Your stomach starts growling. Your, your throat dries out. You're hungry. You're thirsty. And you go and you quench that. You satisfy it. The spirit is the same way. You can feel the Spirit of God urging you, nudging you to say, come, sit with me. Let me speak to you. There's been times when I can hear the Spirit of the Lord, and I'm like, oh, I need to write that down. Let me remember to write that down. By the time I try to remember, thought gone. By the time I think, what scripture was that? 
what was that I was listening to? It's gone. It's just, it's just dissipated into the wind. But God is saying, just as your physical body needs nourishment, so does my spirit. You need to nourish. We need to nourish our spirits this morning. Amen? Even Jesus nourished his spirit. Amen? When he was at that, at, in, in, uh, in Gethsemane, praying to God, his flesh was saying, God, I do not want to go through this. God, this is going to be painful. I don't want to have to go through this challenge. But nevertheless, I want to bring glory to you. And the only way I can bring glory to you is becoming the testimony, walking out what you've called me to be. See, the reason we can't find um, satisfaction in God is because we don't know the process through the spirit. We, we, we get a glimpse of it, but we don't want to go through the process. Uh, we want to go through, through the process of our flesh. We want our flesh to say, you know, well, well last time, you know, I, I took a, I fasted and God showed up. So, you know, I'm just going to read, I'm going to do that again. Or I'm going to go and I'm, I'm going to meet with pastor and we're going to, you know, talk and I'm going to get the proper scriptures and, you know, the solution that I need to do because last time I, need, I did that, God showed up. God doesn't want you to continue to regurgitate those things in life that took you from glory to glory. Amen. He's saying, I am an all-consuming God. I am the, the one that glory to glory. Do you understand what that means? That every morning you arise, there are new measures of mercy, new measures of grace. Stop going up the same, stop taking the same route. God is saying, open up your mind and open up your spirit and allow me to show you different pathways of life. You just never know what I have for you. But if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. And so Jesus is about absolute truth. And until we re release that steering wheel, amen, until we take the back seat, we will continue to, to go into these circles and walk around these circles of, of, of life. See, the Bible uh, uses the word soul uh, in a number of ways throughout the Bible. And one of the ways uh, we can refer to the, the, the non-material part of us is through the soul. You just, uh, just as our physical bodies hunger, so does our soul until we begin to feed the soul what it desires. Amen. Asking God, Lord, what purpose do you have for me? Why was I created, God? Show me again, Lord, so that I can have a clear understanding. Until we ask God uh, or give God permission to enter into our hearts, enter into that soulish place where he dwells, our soul, uh, enter into our hearts, that spiritual place where he dwells, we will continue to walk life out We'll continue to come Sunday after Sunday. We'll continue to give not our whole tithe, as the word says, but we'll continue to offer him what we have left over. Amen. We will continue not to follow his precepts because he hasn't, he hasn't grabbed, fully grabbed us. And when he fully grabs us, we will be in this, we will come into this place. Amen. They don't even have to ask for offering. We will be dropping our offerings. We will be raising our hands because we will be so full of the spirit of God. We will have a satisfaction within ourselves that God loves me. 
and God did this for me, and God's doing that for me, and God is driving this, and I'm so satisfied with what God is doing in my life that I'm going to be obedient to his word and to what he has called me to have called me to do. So in Isaiah uh, 55 and 2, it says, again, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your labor for what does not satisfy? Why do we do that? And I've asked myself, there are things that you have done, things that you have, you know, in the natural purchased, still got the tag hanging in the closet. There are things that, that, that don't satisfy me. It's a momentary satisfaction. I had a lady tell me once, or no, it wasn't, it was, I think it was Dave Ramsey said uh, when I was trying to get my finances together, when you go to the mall and you see something that you really want, he said, turn around and give it three days. And give it three days because your eyes are looking. You're like, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I want that. Oh, my goodness, it's expensive. I might need to put it on my charge card. He said, Get, walk away from it. Leave it for three days and think about it. And I have done that. And I can walk in the mall and say, now, that's a nice outfit. Bye. And walk away from it. Okay? Um, and, and have just really understood that, you know, our flesh desires things that you know, we just desire things. We like toys. We like things. Come to my house. I can show you desires in my garage from my husband. Uh, we desire things and want things that just really do not satisfy. I mean, it's like, okay, I got it. I got the wow. Look at me. Woo. And then it just goes away. But God is saying to us, boy, if you allow me to wow you, if you allow me to satisfy you, you will have money in your pocket. Amen. <laughs> Not only will you have bread to eat, but you will have an everlasting satisfaction. God told that to the woman uh, uh, at the well uh, when she came to him and he asked her for a drink and she got into this debate, debate you know, driving the bus like, why should I give you a drink? Who are you? You know, we don't, we, we don't, uh, we don't, communicate with you we don't communicate with your kind why are you asking me for a drink and Jesus tells her if you only knew who was asking you for a drink <laughs> and when she realized that she was in the presence of the almighty God she dropped her water pot she didn't even get a drink of physical water because of physical water, but she had already been filled with the spiritual satisfaction that she had to go back and share what God has t has told her to do. So I just want to just share this word this morning, uh, not so much stay into script on what uh, my sermon says, but just what how God just began to break it down to me. Um, so my my paraphrased version of this scripture: uh, Why do you spend your money for what which is not bread, and your labor for which does not satisfy? Listen diligent to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich rich food. Rich food. When I was breaking that down, I just began to say, Why am I wasting my time? and my thoughts on things that cannot sustain me? Why do I waste my time on things that do not bring fulfillment? Why do I invest so much into things that do not sustain me where there is no value in them? The Hebrew word for satisfy in Isaiah 52 is soba, to have enough, to be full, to be sufficiently uh, full, in effect, uh, in effect, God is asking, why do you work so hard? Why are you all laboring like that? 
I didn't create slaves. I created free people. I created people that will, will, will uh, glorify me in all they do. I don't see glory in, in the labor you have, not even the labor you have where you should be given of your tithes and offering. That brings glory because it means that you're being obedient to my word. But I see glory when I see you out. Uh, I don't see glory, but I see you glorifying yourself and all the things you want. And that's okay to, to treat ourselves and to buy things, but we always have to put God first, amen? Uh, so as, as we are going through this life, as we're learning to, to break free, God is saying that I want to give you an all-sufficient satisfaction that the dreams and the visions that you have that the plans that God has for your life they will come to pass when we relent amen and give up the the, the will amen when we resent and give God the 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 truth when we give God the permission we allow God to go into our lives and to drive us amen to do the things that he's called us to do we cannot get to the promises of God on our own we have to be guided by the Holy Spirit do you think Jesus wanted to go to that cross for you like why would he want to go and be beat and be uh, hung, uh, hung up on a cross and to die for you. It's because he knew the promises. He was there when you were created, amen? He was there at the creation of man. He knew the good that was in you. He knew the, the testimonies that lie within you. He knew the promises of God within you. This place is full of men and women with vision, amen? Men and women with promises of becoming entrepreneurs, of, of becoming homeowners, of becoming business owners, of doing great and mighty works for God inside this church, amen, and outside in your personal lives. God wants to fill both your physical and spiritual satisfactions, but we've got to allow him to ride this to, to drive this, amen? We've got to become the backseat passengers, amen? We've got to learn not to argue with Siri, not to argue with those who are driving, amen? But to put our trust in the one who can take us there. Uh, Psalm 6, uh, 3, 1 through 8, uh, as, Jesus, as uh, David is writing, David is a man that, man, you would see him driving, his, driving at times, and you would see God driving at times. God used him in such a mighty way that God refers to him as a man after my own heart. Because David understood when he took a left turn, David was quick and in a hurry to re repent to God, to ask for forgiveness from God and say, God, please forgive me for what I have done and, and, and take this will Take this from me, Father God. Help me to be who you, who you called me to be. And we see David come from a shepherd boy to a king, to a ruler, to a man of God, that God reflected him as, as a man after his own heart. Don't we want that? Amen. Life, we're going to mess up in life. Don't think that, you know, it's just... You know, we're, we're going to be perfect, you know, and God, I'm going to allow you to do it. We are going to stumble, but we have God 
right there with us, the Spirit of God, to help us become who we truly are, who he's truly created us to be. So the more we pursue God, the more satisfaction we experience through his love, his word, and his presence. It just be, brings forth a yearning. Have you ever, you know, just been in the presence of God and you're just like, whoo, Lord, Jesus, let me just hold on to this word. Let me hold on to this truth. And we go home and we're so excited. Well, just as your physical body wanes and gets hungry, so does your spirit. That feeling has to be nourished, amen? Your spirit needs to receive what it needs, and that's the word of God, amen? So those, those principles that I'm talking about, knowing God and believing him, giving glory to God, amen, and now finding satisfaction in God. That is so, so, such an important thing for you to get to breakthrough, that if we are seeking God, that God will be able to speak through us. This, um, this morning, um, as we get ready to, call, to close, if your soul is thirsty, amen? If there is a, a thirst in your spirit, a thirst for more of God, a thirst of passion for God, we want to invite you this morning to come to this altar, amen, to come and renew your spirit, to make a God covenant renewal this morning. If you're seeking satisfaction this morning, it can only be found in Jesus. It can be only be found when the spirit is driving. So we want you to return to the table, amen, this morning, and not just come and feed your physical soul but return and receive from God. No cost, no price. Come and fill your spirit with what God has for you, what God has designed for you. Come taste and see that the Lord is good. His mercies endureth forever. His promises are steadfast. He wants to satisfy the deepest part of your soul this morning. He wants to satisfy that, that question, that prayer that you've repeated over and over and over. God says, I purposed you for it, but I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can only attain it through me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.